Iowa everywhere. The other covering the clones. John Miller, Chris Williams from the Channel Seed Studios. This is Miller and Williams on Iowa Everywhere. Powered by Prairie Meadows Racetrack and Casino. What is up and welcome to special Miller and Williams. We are in clearly not our normal locations john not in my basement we are at the most beautiful place on the planet we are at the stadium swim here at the gorgeous circa resort sports book we are in las vegas we are catching rays there's a we got a chopper going by us we're on radio row get into chopper it's good to be here yeah, it uh is. and i you guys are gonna have to work with me on this camera thing we have this new badass new camera setup tomorrow Maddie Van Winkle's gonna be here. And Maddie Van Winkle's gonna have like a three camera setup for us. Yeah. Look, I just zoomed in on me. That's mm -hmm. not what anybody wants to see. Now I'm gonna zoom out. Now I'm gonna zoom back in. We're here and uh, we're trying to make this um, a really badass time for everybody. And how are you? It's I'm good great. To, this is your first like Vegas trip, right? Well, it's the first one since like, I don't know, over at least a decade ago, maybe 15 years ago. And this is like, I've been looking forward to this for the last several months, like a kid that is counting down the days of Christmas, and I'm not even making that up. I had the whole sleep things going. I was texting you. You sent me some inappropriate things the other night, which I'm not going to bring up. It was just an eggplant emoji. Uh, it was. What is your problem? You think that's inappropriate? You haven't been friends with me long enough, bro. That wasn't an You said I'm rock hard. Well, and I tagged the eggplant emoji. I didn't see the eggplant. But anyway, uh, I, I guess that works. I guess that sums up how I felt about this. And you know what? Last night, night number one, we went out, uh, had a wonderful, awesome, hilarious time. We're going to get into some of those stories uh, along the way here today. So, yeah, great to be here. Love being here. Uh, Circa is unbelievable. Uh, downtown Old Vegas. I've never been here before. It's amazing, so this is my first it? ever old Why downtown would you Vegas. Strip? I'm never going to again. It's terrible. Uh, Fremont Street last night. Literally thought someone was climbing up out of a manhole cover in the street. And on my second glance, I realized, no, they just only have an upper torso. Yeah, this is a... It was just a torso. It's a really interesting, like, I'd like to learn about how they live their life, because that's never like, seen how they like. get along ana anatomically. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's curious. I mean, you could have asked her last night. How do you night. There's probably still, I, I, you know what? I'm not even going to guess. Anyways, we got a lot of Sweet 16 to get to. Uh, Mike Palm, the distinguished handicapper, is going to be joining us in about 30 minutes. Uh, Mike's supposed to be rolling by, so we look forward to that. I, I've put a stupid amount of research, John, into these Sweet 16 games. I'm really glad you did. Like, I'm I'm ready to roll. Like, I, I legit, like, I'm just, I, it's a, actually, you enter a scary portion of this where you feel like you know. You know too much. Yeah, I feel like Every I'm. bet you're going to make the winner. Yeah. You don't see any losers. Correct. Yeah. That's the. You're in trouble. That's the spot that I'm in right now. Let's kind of roll through some of these games because we already have our tickets. You already have your ticket? I've got tonight. my ticket for tonight. I've got I've got a three-leg parlay going. I've got uh, Tennessee minus five and a half. I've got Michigan State. Uh, I'm sorry. i got Kansas State plus one and a half. And then i got UConn minus four. That's my three-legger. It's a plus 595. There will be more bets made, but that's like my most confident one. And I really, really like the looks, especially now with that extra hook. Miami is getting seven and a half against Houston. I'm absolutely going to get down on that game, too, with the I'm, Hurricanes. I'm playing the Hurricanes in that one as well. In fact, I'm in a pool. That's my best bet of the well, entire season. there we go. I'm glad, yeah. So, um, we are at Stadium Swim, so I'm going to just I'm gonna adjust the camera. Spin that camera for folks. Look at this. Yeah. And we're just going to let you guys watch this while we, yeah, talk, I agree. while we talk about the games right. for, for just a little bit. And we're waiting on Mike Palm. So, yeah, because it's not like we're no people know, don't want to see us. People don't really want to yeah. look at us here. The, we're we're good. Thank you, man. We we love this stadium swim. This is absolutely badass. And if you can if you could see down to the right, there's multiple media outlets here, and and we're one of them. And we're, we're very blessed to to do so. I, I want to talk about one thing with you, John, and that's defense, because we saw all these unders hit in the round of 64. 
I think we're seeing a transformation in college basketball. We'll get to that. I do want to let everyone know. It doesn't some, bode well for Iowa. Well, I, it's something I want to talk to you about with like the future of Fran McCaffrey right. and, and yeah. Iowa basketball. I think it's really fascinating. We will have a preview of the Iowa women tomorrow. Chad Leistico is going to join us from Seattle at the Sweet 16. Um, so listen to these stats because the unders were very profitable for betters in the round of 64, John, and in the round of 32. And I think there's a couple of reasons why. One, three-point shooting was down 31% as a whole. Okay, well, why is that? Wilson. <laughs> Wilson! Tell me what this means. Ten, so in the entire Sweet 16, of all the 16 teams remaining, ten of them are Ken Palm top 17 defensive teams. Five of the top five defensive teams are left in the Sweet 16. Only two of the top five offenses have made it to the Sweet 16. Sounds what does like, that tell you? It sounds like a trend. It sounds like an Seems, absolute trend. Right? Just curious. Did what you, you say think ten of the top ten of the sixteen teams in it are in the top seventeen? Yes, in defense. That's unbelievable. In, in adjusted defense, five of the top five are in adjusted defense. Only two of the top five adjusted offenses are in. So, so, so it. You know, I don't want to go on to conclusions if you have more things here to consider. No, but, okay. no. So, so clearly, it just reinforces something that I've been saying for a decade or more, and I didn't come up with this. All right, I'm not saying. Oh, John Miller is the one. This tournament is about guards. This tournament is about athletic guard play. Do you have two to three guards, and sometimes on the floor at the same time, like you know, Villanova, you know, made that change the game a little bit. Do you have two or three guards that can take the ball to the rack off the bounce and are mm-hmm, athletic mm-hmm. enough to do it, mm-hmm. and not be like Aaron Euless for Iowa that can get the ball to the rim but never shoots it because he doesn't have that confidence? Do you have that, and can those guys defend? If you don't have those things, you don't have a chance. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. When I say you don't have a chance, you don't have a chance to win it, and you're going to be hard-pressed to get to the Sweet 16, see Iowa basketball um, and, and Fran McCaffrey. Always a team that's in the, you know, usually a team in the top five, top ten in offensive efficiency. Almost always. Defensive efficiency. This year is the second, maybe worst of the Ken Palm era for Iowa, or third worst. That's your problem. Well, and you, Iowa fans want to talk about the early exits, right, and why it's become such a trend. But it's not a trend. I mean, he's never made a Sweet 16. Right. Right. True. But I would also say this is why Iowa State has had more success in that area than Iowa. Correct. I was thinking about this today, and I was like, I want to ask Chris. So I'm going to ask Chris, how does Iowa State just year in, year out recruit that caliber of guard Every single year, it seems like this year you're a guard short. I told you that yep. months ago, yep. Yep. and, and it, you know who knows what and caught it turned you in that out game. to be very great. Right. It but was you, after the Kansas game, but typically you have those two to three. Iowa just doesn't. Iowa State always has it. I don't know what they've got next year. As you said, there's going to be a lot of uh, transitioning for this roster. I don't, I don't even roster. know what they have. There's, I mean, there's going to be so much roster flipping right. here. But, but, but to me, this is indicative. Uh, this is even more supportive of my guard offensive theory. It's do you have guards that can take the ball to the rim and? score and be a triple threat and also hit the three and can they defend and if you do you're going to make it we're going to ask mike palm when he gets in here i'd like to ask mike about the this unders trend because you know i just wonder if you know he's you you, you just wonder how this is going to flip did the books adjust to that to all the unders do you think that after playing for a weekend in the ncaa tournament are we going to flip and even things out and hit some overs here in the betting i don't know i do think that we are seeing a, a, i think college basketball john i've been saying this for a while these good teams are all getting older these these players and they'll who, keep getting older in the nil I mean, yeah and look at like armando baycott decided yesterday he's coming back for a fifth year that's a guy who five years ago would have gone pro after his junior season. He'd be swimming in the G League or in Europe right now. Right. It's more profitable for him to stay at North Carolina. So we're getting older with these players who are less selfish. They're more about the team. They are grittier because of, of all these different things that we're talking about, and they will actually listen and buckle down and, and play a little defense. And I think it's the era that we're in right now. You're going to see a lot more games in the 60s than you did in the 80s 10 years ago. It's possible. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't call him greedy, but I, I get what you're saying. Um, I'm not calling him greedy. I'm saying he's worth more in college you, basketball. You use the term greedy. 
you use gritty and oh. greedy, but it's okay. Why, why are we arguing semantics? I didn't call sitting by, greedy. Sitting by the pool. You said the, there'll be fewer players that are greedy and stay around longer, and then you said he was gritty. Let's, let's stop, dude. We're already acting like we're married. We've been together 24 hours. Jesus Christ. All right? So, okay. I, I think by and I'm not ready to say it's an unders game, though. Now, something that you can ask Mike Palm, do, does he think that the totals on the games for this weekend, based on the data Are that you just inflated? described, have they been lowered? Yeah, yeah. Have they been lowered? Which makes everyone think, I'm going to jump on the over, but, you know, these guys here in the desert kind of know dumb. a few things. They're not dumb. Yeah, they're not dumb. Because we're surrounded by their, their brilliance. <laughs> Everywhere I look, I see the brilliance of the lots of the, 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 the people. My friends in the desert is Brent Musburger. What's that bad boy? Say. And old Brent's uh, studio is just right downstairs from us here at, uh, I'm a big, at Circa. I'm a big VSIN guy, too. So yeah. that's that's cool when you can when you can definitely Tell see Tell the that. uninitiated what that is, VSIN. So that is, yeah, your guy, Brett Musburger, basically, I mean, did what we've done. And he, he just kind of left the corporate world and said, I'm going to make my own thing. Yeah. This, what, seven, eight years ago would that have been? That and, seems a little bit long, but yeah. Um, and he he created this. He he was really, all, we all know it, watching Brent's games over the years, that he was very cutting edge with the gambling. Oh, yeah. He was doing this stuff way before. Brent Musburger introduced me to gambling as a uh, grade schooler. Really? Yeah. Brett Musburger was on the CBS uh, pregame shows on Sundays with Jimmy the Greek. And they'd toss it to Jimmy, and Jimmy would give his picks. And me and my dad and my brother would have the point spreads, and we would compete against each other every week. We weren't wagering, but that's my introduction to sports gambling. And Brent was on that show, and he'd queue up Jimmy, and he and Jimmy would have a back and forth. So, yeah, Brent Musburger. I'd love to meet Brent. Maybe you'll see him bumping around here. I might. uh, It's my best chance. If I don't this weekend, it's not going to happen. We're at Stadium Swim. We want to thank our friends from Channel Seed and the Channel Seed Studios. That's the glory of this is the Channel Seed Studios can travel. They travel. Absolutely. We just put it in a little briefcase and look at us now. a, 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 A seedsman travels if a seedsman wants to travel. Look at us spreading our seed here in Las Vegas. Yeah, you've said a lot of things. Last night at the at the at the uh, blackjack table, I'm a whole different being. It was funny as it was funny as whole get out. <laughs> we had a family member of uh, Texas Dolly Doyle Brunson to the left of us. Oh my god! And you were down early, and I'm convinced the reason you were down is because you were listening to that old fella talk. Because the way that he talked sounded like a caricature of you know uh, that guy that used to coach at LSU and somebody from the South. And man, it was funny. But you weren't focused, and then you got focused, and you won. And flipped it around. I had ten dollars left, and I turned it into a and the bartender terrified night. me. Bartender terrified. We got plenty of stories to tell. We got lots of stories. Uh, okay, so Miller, you've placed your bets tonight. Yes. I have placed mine. Do you have a favorite one that you you you've jacked jacked yeah. a little cash on tonight here at the Kansas State, Kansas State, Michigan it's interesting, State? Because you I, know you know Michigan State. Yeah, well, so that's interesting. I think the wrong team's favored. Um, I think that Michigan State is uh, this this Sweet 16 appearance for Michigan State would be one of the more surprising ones. Um, this is just a team that wasn't that good this year. Iowa should have beat them twice. Um, and I think Kansas State is collectively the better team. And I think the wrong team's favored. So, and that totals what, 138 up on the board, is it? Yeah, 138 and a it, half. It has, uh, even since so I've been here for about two hours, and this is great when you sit at Stadium Swim because they keep the lines up for you. And the lines have adjusted quite a bit. When I was at the sports book early this morning, UConn was a four-point favorite. That's been adjusted to three and a half. I'm on the wrong side of that. I played it at four. I played it at four as well. Um, I did get FAU as a dog at five and a half. That line is down to five. I have five and a half as well. I'm on the wrong side of UCLA. I played UCLA at one and a half over Gonzaga. I did not play that. And... um, What's the other game tonight? Is that all of them? Yeah, there's only the four tonight. Yeah, in the Kansas State game, that was at two. So, dogs getting a lot of movement here the closer we get to tip-off tonight. Dude, I, I'm sorry. I stopped listening right when I heard what song was playing, and I'm like Rage Against the Machine mind right now. So, but no, I get what you're saying. Um, I've got three. I, before, when we get done here, I'm going to go place a wager on every single game. And, you know, we're going to – we, we got a challenge that we got to take – Get, get going here between you and me. Okay, so yeah, we're going to do this. Miller and I are each going to put down $100, 100 bucks for the weekend, and we're going to see who 
comes out with more cash right. at the end of the week. Yes. And, and the rules are very simple. You can you can put all $100 on, I, I really like Miami. Yeah. I could put it all on Miami yes. if I wanted to. Yes. That's not very fun. In the spirit of the game, I feel like that's a poor decision. Because the, the, if you did that, then the thing's over. Yeah. You know? And so. we're going to show you guys our tickets if you follow us at Iowa Everywhere on Twitter. One, I really want to pub this. We have great people working really hard. Crystal Bloom on our Instagram feed and also Chase Siebert on our TikTok. Are you on the TikTok? I'm going to be. I did love you, TikTok. The, the, we've got over one of the clips with Kate, from the interview with Caitlin Clark. Yeah. Has over 200,000 views. That's amazing. On TikTok. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm not a huge TikTok guy, but, the, you know, our, our, our guy John Liebel who keeps telling me you got to get on the TikTok. Yeah. So here we are. I'm, not, I'm on TikTok for the lol. So I, I love watching people get scared. And that's what my algorithm is, 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 is animals scaring other animals and people scaring people. It's really interesting. It sounds sociopathic. Animals scaring other animals? Yeah, like cats coming up, creeping up, giving you a little skippity pap to the face, and then the dog falls over. And Yeah, I like that. It's a really, just a, just a weird... It's not like I'm tuning in to watch cockfighting or anything bad like that. I'm just talking about animals scaring animals. Let me give you some trends in this Kansas State-Michigan State game. Okay. You like trends? I love trends. Yeah. Kansas State this year is 22-11-1 against the spread. 22-11-1. That's a pretty good trend. However, Tom Izzo... When favored in the Sweet 16, is eight and one outright, six and three against the spread. I pay zero credence to that. Okay. that. That is history, and none of those players are wearing uniforms today. That's a good point. I like that a lot. It doesn't make me an expert. Here's an interesting nugget I pulled up on the Tennessee Florida Atlantic game. Tennessee is the number one defense in the country. For opponent three-point percentage. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Florida Atlantic, Chris Hassel's Owls, shoot 48% or 48 of their points come from the three-point line. Uh, I feel even better about taking Tennessee because Tennessee's defense is going to win that battle. There, there are three teams that have a three-point percentage defense like that. Some of it can be luck, but over the course of a season, it's not luck. It just without even looking at the makeup of the roster from a statistical standpoint, I'm guessing that they have perimeter players that are like six four, six five, that have uh, that have wingspans close to seven feet tall, mm-hmm. and that they can move. My guess is they they cut off lanes, they can close out really well. So yeah, Tennessee, that I, that's 129 and a half is the over under. So that's what they're thinking like a 65-64 game. I'm on the under in that game. I, I think that's an underplay. Yeah, I'm already on the under in that one. I, I need someone keeping uh, track of every betting thing I'm spouting out because well, I, I'm going to forget these by the time we're done. I gave my guy Nick, your yeah. guy Nick, my tickets. Yeah, okay. He was studying those things. He's, I see him studying right now. He's, yeah, he's, he's over there jotting things down. He's, he is. Yeah. Um, we are... And what's weird, too, when you're out here, these games start at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like it just sets life up so you can get your work done, and then you can spend four hours, at, you know, downstairs at the casino or at the sports book or out. I mean, we were on that Fremont Street Tunnel last night, and I thought it was daytime the whole dang night. It's amazing. There's people flying over our heads. Watching your um, reaction when you walked out onto Fremont Street was was pretty epic. Yeah, that was like I was like a kid in the candy store. I was like, holy shit! Everybody's reaction when they see that for the first time is it's it's incredible. It's stunning. It's stunning. Way better than the strip. Nobody came up to me last night handing out pieces of paper for me to go to their strip club. And that's, no. that's what I remember about the strip. No thanks. Not interested. You don't even need that here because there's people standing out there that hardly have any clothes on. It's funny, too, is my – this is true. The, the thing about Circa is you don't really have to leave the campus. You could just stay yeah. at Circa the yes. whole time, really, if you want. All right, let's get back to these games, break down some of these things coming up tonight. You know, UConn's a team I got to see in person early on in the year when they beat Iowa State in the Phil Knight Invitational. I actually got to call that game. And it just seemed to me like, I mean, I remember telling people after that game, that's a team that could win the national championship. They've got everything that you need. 
Arkansas is a little bit scary to me, though, because it, it feels like, let me run another theory by you, okay? With these older teams that are heavy NIL, Arkansas is one of them. Creighton is one of them. Miami is one of them. Texas is one of them. Where, and, and Texas doesn't really fit this mold, but the other ones that I just mentioned do. I think these guys now are making 500000 to a million dollars. And I think that you can watch these games. I think a lot of these teams are turning it on in February when it really starts to matter. And because of that, I think Miami's underseeded. I think Arkansas is underseeded. Creighton has a top three seed type of talent. That's why I really like these teams going into the weekend. We saw it last year with North Carolina when those older really, really talented teams decide they want to turn it on, man, they're a different beast. We right. saw that last weekend with Arkansas. So what you're basically implying is is in this NIL era, with players sticking around longer, which teams will have more cohesion because of that, it's almost making it feel like an NBA season Absolutely. where November and December and even January to a little bit of an extent doesn't matter. It only matters whenever you get into conference play. Now, obviously it matters, but you are you are offering up the hypothesis that these guys don't care as much in those months. I yeah. I mean, the games aren't as important. Let's be honest. It's true. They're not as important. It's true. I Listen. mean, I feel like you're lying to yourself if you think that those games are in November are just as important as what what's going on in the lead up to March Madness. Well, I also think of this too. How many teams were ranked number one this year? Six or seven? Well, or eight? I called North Carolina when they were number one. When they didn't even make had the tournament. upset over number one team? Yeah, they didn't make the tournament. You still going to count that? Absolutely. They, like a team that was ranked number one that didn't make the tournament, that still goes into the Absolutely. That goes into were the they game. the number one team in the country? They were, absolutely. So you should count it, no problem. That was a rhetorical question, by the way. That wasn't a stir the pot question. Bullshit. I saw the look on your face. You're such a... Like, oh, I don't stir the pot anymore, and then you just I don't, continue to I stir don't, the pot. I don't. That's just how you roll. I absolutely don't. So, but yeah, I, I think that you know it's going to be difficult to prove your theory, but we'll see it. We'll need to see it play out a I few think, more years. I think it's proving itself. Well, I'm saying you, you you go up to ask somebody, hey, are you guys not give give a shit as much? No, that's not true. Well, you you can't prove it. The numbers want to bear it out over time. One year does not a trend make. But I'm, I like your thinking. I it's outside I'm, the box. I. There's a really good piece, whoever Dana O'Neill writes for, I think she's with The Athletic now. And she did a piece on Miami and all these older, it, it is a lot more like the NBA. And I, it, it's, it's not like the old days where, um, with the player movement thing, yeah, they don't have the loyalty and the allegiance to, these, the, to the front of the jersey like they did when Jess Settles and Jake Sullivan were playing. Right. It's just not the same thing. That's why there's going to be a thousand guys in the transfer portal. Right. And I'm not blaming them. I'm saying we need to adjust to the reality of today. Oh, that's a good point. I guess a fair point. And, and you know what? You're right. You know, like think of I think of myself as a fan. I don't. There, there's a number of games in November and December that I. You're not, I you don't care. I, I, I don't care. And unless there's times like I see, I get start getting texts from my dad, my brother, and Barney, a friend of ours we grew up with in West Branch. Oh my gosh, what a great shot! I'm like, whoa, they're playing. I didn't even know they were playing. Now that's not the case in in. So do you think Nigel season. Pack for Miami cares as much about those as he does in February down the no, stretch? No, and if the fans don't care as much, how then why should we assume the players do? And they're getting paid now. Right. It's a different thing. Like right. it, it's just, it's not a negative. We just need to acknowledge the reality of it. Right. That's my. I think it's fair. That's my hypothesis. I like these. I like these older under underseeded teams because here's another reason why I like to bet on them because the metrics don't necessarily factor that. Right. Now, oftentimes Vegas will. You know, these guys. I'm not out thinking Jeffrey Benson here. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that, but you you can you can go and, and look at like what a Kimpom metric is next to what the book has, and you can make an educated guess right. based on that. Well, to your credit, you you pour over things like this. You're always thinking of angles. You love the game of sports gambling. You love you love the competition of it, and that's yes. why I like it too. But you you take deep deep dives, so that's why you're coming up with these theories, and they may hold merit. Did you know? No. Stadium swim. Four thousand. It holds four thousand people. I believe that. It's, it's huge. The only outdoor pool in Vegas that's open three hundred and sixty-five days a year, and you know why? Why? 
because they they range the temperature of the pools. Yeah. 78 degrees to 94 degrees. That's when we were here in December, there were people in the pool. So, yeah, so in the winter, they can crank up the heat. In the summer, they have a cooler going. And as, you, as you're experiencing right now, the way that they built this thing with the afternoon sun, it actually, it's like 60 degrees here, but it feels like it's 85. It feels really hot, especially yeah. I got a black pullover it's on. It's because you can't go anywhere without your hawk garb. I thought you'd appreciate that. Listen, I knew that there'd be some people watching and listening that would appreciate it, because I wear usually Kansas City Royal stuff and, and channel seat hats when we're at home, right? Still going to wear the channel seat hat, but I, I, I brought out the black and gold, because I figured you'd be covered in head to toe with cardinal and gold, so Simon, you're the one. Simon says, I see Miller stopped by Walmart for his outfit today. Boom! Boom! Is, is, is Simon the same guy that used that line on Twitter last night? I don't know. Come on, get original, Simon. I don't know. I don't think. Do they sell Tiger Hawks at Walmart? <laughs> do they? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Um, Mike Palm stopping by here in just a little bit. Could you imagine, like, sitting out here on, like, an NFL Sunday, though? That's exactly what Nick and I were talking about Holy earlier. Holy crap. That would be incredible because Nick – Nick's uh, Nick's really big into fantasy football. I'm really big into fantasy football, and it would be awesome. I want to do it. So when the I, I kind of want to make it an annual thing, Chris. When the Chiefs play the Raiders out here, I want to come out, and I want to come out to that game, and I might sit here by the pool and watch it. All right, let's run down our bets for tonight for our little competition. And then Mike Palm will be here. And then I'll bring you back before we, we sign off, John. I am on Florida Atlantic plus five and a half. So you and I are opposite on that one. I am on the Florida Atlantic Tennessee under. I think I got it at 131. Nice. So I'm getting some value there. We are both on Kansas State Moneyline. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got them at plus one and a half. So, I mean, I'm, I'm getting some points there. I love that game. I'll be really pissed if that misses. So you just think that you just think that Izzo can't even. I, I think I think that I think the Izzo thing is really overrated at this. I mean, yeah. they don't have the the old school Michigan State dogs. They're, they're they've got some solid players, but they don't have they don't have those like premier guys. I think that Kansas State is going to at minimum be their equal on the perimeter, offensively and defensively, but Kansas State in the paint is is, is a lot the, better. I love that. They're a lot better, and I, I just, that might be my favorite game that's on the board, but you've kind of got me talked into really maybe giving a really hard look at Miami, um, and, and now that it's seven and a half, I kind of feel good better about that, and I mean, why wouldn't a fella, if he wanted to lean in something like a Hundy to win 50, take Creighton on the money line? Yeah. You know? All right, get out of here. Mike Palm's walking right, up. Sounds good. Miller, go get yourself a cold okay. beverage. Mike Palm will be here with me in just a couple of seconds. Looking ahead to tonight's Sweet 16 games. We're at the stadium swim. Sit on down, Michael. We're live, buddy. <laughs> He'll come back. Now we're good. How you doing, my friend? How we doing, my friend? Oh, wow. Great to see you. Did you order this weather? Chamber Man, of Commerce this is, day here. This is perfect. Yeah. We were talking about this because we broadcast from here in December, and it was, like, cold. And then all of a sudden, it felt like 85 degrees. You guys did a really good – I'm assuming the architecture of this thing wasn't by mistake with the – with the you know the heat bomb, aka the sun, <laughs> at this hour. Yeah, July and August are a little different story, but uh, it's a beautiful. It's I say March Madness tends to be a little hot. The weather didn't quite cooperate last week and kind of got rain a couple days. Yeah, uh, especially Sunday. But uh, this weekend should be just terrific. How was your trip to Des Moines? It seemed bitterly cold. Was it <laughs> maybe that I've been? I was 11 degrees and the wind was blowing 40 miles an hour. That parking lot at Wild Rose and Jefferson. I mean, it just the wind just goes right through you when we went up there. Oh but. my gosh! Yeah, you go north of the interstate. That's the key. I can't, north of eighty is the key. I cannot complain though. I mean, what I got to see two terrific games. I think the Kansas 
Arkansas game was the best basketball game I've seen in Des Moines since the 1981 3A semifinals when Wallard held Assumption scoreless in the fourth quarter and beat him 35 Oh, wow, look at this guy. Yeah. That's a hell I miss of Vets. Sport. I miss Vets. I don't, well, as far goes nice, but I mean, Vets was this, you know, state-of-the-art facility. I loved Vets, too. I, was, I took my kids to see the Harlem Globetrotters the night before I came here, and I was trying to explain to my daughter what Vets was. <laughs> And I showed it to her, and I was like, we called it the barn. Yeah. yeah. I saw the Moody Blues play there, I think, in, like, 96. <laughs> did you ever go to a Barnstormers game there? I did not. Oh, my God. Those were amazing. I did not. The people and their cowbells, <laughs> and it was just crazy. Well, thanks for having us out. I, I want to get your hit on a few of these games. I have a couple of, like, big questions. So I have a theory, Mike. I was just running that off of my co-host, John. I, I saw Miami up close and personal last year. How did year. they let him in Barry's last night? I don't know why they let him in. It's unbelievable. There's a dress code. Is there really? There's a dress code there. I guess <laughs> you're getting the media exception. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Shows up in his <laughs> Hawkeye crap. Um, <laughs> so I saw Miami in person last year. I saw North Carolina in person this year. Um, I've seen Creighton a lot. I'm a McDermott guy. I have a theory that these heavy NIL teams that are older, right, and a lot of these guys are making a lot of money. Turn it on later in the year. It's a little bit like the NBA. And I, we saw it with North Carolina last year, and I think that they learned you can't do that all the time. You're not that. You're not good enough. I think Miami's doing it now. Creighton had, like, this stretch in the middle of the oh, year where they, they were off. They were horrible, but now they're great. They've won, like, 10 in a row or whatever it is. Do you buy into that, and do you factor that in? I, I guess I'm more like, do they factor that in when they're making lines? It, it, what do you think about that? You know, I've never heard the angle, but I think that I think the tournament's always about guard play and, and veteran leadership. That's why I like UCLA. I mean, that's basically the same Final Four team from a couple years ago. They lost a tough game to Carolina in the Sweet 16 round last year. They win that game. They're beating St. Yeah. Peter's. They're in the Final Four again. I know I hate that they lost Clark, but I just think this team is built for the tournament. Creighton's interesting. I got a ticket on them at 40-1. to 1. So I have Creighton at 40-1. to the, the two tickets I have left, and there's only one that I bet that's out. It's Marquette got beat by Michigan State. But mm -hmm. I have Creighton at 40-1. to 1. I have Alabama at 11. They're in the same region. So they might they might meet in a regional final, but I I'm almost compelled to take San Diego State at eight and and, and take Princeton in ten and try to middle both these games oh, and have a little a little futures protection, you know, mm -hmm. just in case. That's interesting. The San Diego State thing's weird because the whole the Mountain West can't win in the tournament thing. Well, well, but who, then they who do knows, well. Who knows what they do after the first round? They never could get out of the first round. But I think maybe if they got the monkey off their back, uh, they were dominant in the, in the second round. Is the fact that they played like Charleston and Furman or whoever they beat? Like yeah, Furman. Yeah. I mean, they really didn't beat anyone to get there. Alabama's a little different. Uh, a little different does cat. The, does the NCAA want Alabama to win this thing? I'm That's a really done. good question. Oh, I don't think I they like do. where your mind's I going. I don't there. think they want Alabama to win. I like where your mind's going there. Anyhow, I don't know if it's you know if it's tomorrow night that that rears its head, but I don't think they want what about, that storyline for another year. Okay, so what about the all these unders that hit? How does the sports book adjust oh, it does, to that? It does great for us. It does great. Because everybody even, plays the over, right? And the more you lower the total, the more they play the over. I mean, people want to bet for points. The, the most popular bet is first team to score 10. I mean, that's what it's an instant gratification world. I remember we finally got first period hockey totals. Then we got first 10 minutes, will there be a goal? Now there's first five minutes, will there be? I mean, you can bet <laughs> first three minutes now in some places. Yurfi nerfy. I mean, that's all baseball people. They don't care about the game. Will there be a run in the first inning? Everybody wants to make a bet, and they want 15 minutes later to get paid or, or know they have to make another bet. It's, yeah. it's amazing. But, uh, yeah, and Mark Few had interesting comments, right? The slick balls, the orange ball, they're overinflated. I mean, we're back to Tom Brady. How many rims, like, the? you saw it in Des Moines, they got, like, stuck, the wedgies? Well, there was one. At, what, what's, was it in Des Moines, the four in one yeah. day? was, And it was a record. They went yeah. back and researched it. How about Iowa State? They had an unleveled rim. Dude, that was the weirdest thing ever. I've never seen that. I've been doing this 20 years. I've never. They come out, and it was the worst time, too, because it's they go out there and do layups, do their thing, whatever. Then they bring them in. Coach gets them amped up. Then they run out, and it's these guys on a ladder. So you had Pitt doing like normal warm-ups and stuff and the Iowa State guys were just kind of standing around like 
It was the and then after that game, they spent 20 minutes working on it again. It's just weird. These sites seem to have a lot of problems last weekend. They did give Alzelberger the option to get another 10 minutes of. Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, why he didn't do that. I, I think that was strange. Of course, then they come out on the other rim and go two for they nine. Were too. They were awful. There but was they, some. I think they got that back to within five late in the first half. Well, when they did that, I would. I thought they were on their way. I thought they were going to win by double digits at that point. I really pit stinks. Pitt's not any good. It's awful. Yeah, they're they're Pitt's, terrible. Like I, I think Iowa State would beat them eight times out of ten if those two teams would play head to head. Which 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 uh, most disappointing game of the three? Drake Iowa Iowa State. Most disappointing. Drake because they should have won the game. To me, it was Iowa. They I just mean, they look like they don't belong playing yeah. against like the sixth best team in the SEC. They just have cannot compete on the boards. And then they just so I mean I want I want to pick your brain on this stat because we can talk about it with Iowa. Ten of the top seventeen Ken Palm defense teams are in the Sweet Sixteen. What it, in Iowa? You know they haven't. They didn't even. They're barely in the top 150. Like, I mean, you look at, why can't who Iowa po- ever get to a Sweet 16? Who posted that McCaffrey book? One of your guys posted yeah, that McCaffrey. Hassel did. 39.95 <laughs> building championship defense. What a ripoff, <laughs> right? What a ripoff. Well, how about, well, I forget who the sideline reporter was, Allie LaForce or whoever it was in that. She said, Fran McCaffrey is begging his guys to get back and play yeah. defense. That's what's on TV. I mean, he's begging him to go play defense. In an NCAA tournament game. Come on. Yeah. Come nah, on. I, I don't know. I just think that, I think we're in a different, it just feels Feels like we're kind of in this different era of college basketball. Where I missed the mid '80s at the Big Ten, and the, you know, see, that, I, that wasn't around then. I, that was just a physical basketball. Just beat the hell out of yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. Remember that you know you guys two, you're too young for the the Twin Towers, Greg Stokes and Michael Payne at Iowa. And I I met Greg Stokes once. Yeah, his he was a scout. He was a women's basketball scout for some college, and he was at a high school game that I, and his daughter went and played for UConn. Are, are we seeing? Where are you guys at on the women's betting? It feels like everything's picking up. It's it, it, it's it's well. Remember, ten years ago, you'd only get the final four posted. You wouldn't, you know. Now you're getting top twenty-five matchups uh, all the time. I mean, I was sort of had everything fall their way out there uh, with all the other teams getting knocked off. That's not to mean it's a layup that they're going to make it, but it's sort of the cookies crumbled. I know Mississippi, if they end up meeting Mississippi in the regional final, they're a really good defensive team, but uh, Lisa Bluter's got quite a shot at the final four. My friend bet Wash, bet uh, Maryland, who's uh, Brenda Freeze was yeah. like two years ahead of me. Uh, she was at Cedar Rapids, Washington. Really? Uh-huh, yeah, I remember in high school I remember Brenda Freeze because Waller Jefferson, they were all in the top ten and she was really good, but uh, they're still alive as well with Maryland. He's got Maryland at 40-1. to 1. They said if they reseeded the tournament right now, the women side, Iowa would be the overall number three, and they would have elevated UConn to number two. I don't think anybody can beat South Carolina. No. I don't think it, UConn, nobody. If Iowa gets there, I don't think they stay within 10 or 12 of them. They're just too good. Yeah. They, they but are. I'd love and, to see them make a final well, four. And there's like the whole like kind of rivalry because of the Caitlin Clark, Aaliyah Boston thing. Yeah. Where the coaches are like talking and, and all that. So, but we've seen it like record TV numbers. We've seen it with Caitlin Clark, especially in our state. I mean, we did a, I did a sit down with her for Iowa everywhere. And the numbers on this thing just implode. Like people really, yeah, oh yeah, I'll send it to you. You'll really like yeah. it. It's it, really good. Um, we just seen so much energy behind it. Are you guys seeing the number of tickets go up on women's basketball? It is. It, it grows every year. Um, what's the next big thing going to be? I don't know. Maybe F1? Because UFC is already there. Um, F1's golf, just so, like, the favorites are so I heavy. I can't. I can't get into it. But uh, women's, we saw a big uptick in women year over year. And then, you know what was surprising here the last cup? This World Baseball Classic. We had, on some games of the WBC, more right than on most of the tournament games. Really? I mean, people were pounding this, and we lost to it. I mean, they, even in the final, we needed the USA. They bet Japan. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, the Formula One, I'm a big racing guy, but it's just, it's like the, you know, the favorite will be like minus 900, or <laughs> it's, you know, and like the, now, right now, with Red Bull such a dominant force, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to bet on. We're trying to figure out because it's coming to town here, you know, in November. Oh, I can't wait. But like, I can't wait. The tickets are like eight thousand dollars or so. It's it's just outrageous. But like the Saudi princess can afford to go to these races. I texted my guy Aaron. I was like, Hey, uh, anything? <laughs> he goes, I don't think I can help you out here. <laughs> 
Well, and that's what I think what we should do is just throw a huge party. I mean, the race is at like 11 at night here. Throw a huge party at Stadium Swim, a huge watch party. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? That would be amazing. Right? Yeah. And, and blow this place up, have a DJ, and I think it would be a great event. You could do a bunch of, like, European-type, like, drinks and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Well, let me know if you need an MC <laughs> to come and get everybody fired up. All right, let's go over a couple more of these yeah. games before I let you go and get you out of here. I love Texas. I I saw Xavier. I watched him play two games in person last week. I just don't think they're very good. What do you think of Texas? I was impressed with Texas. I wasn't impressed with the crowd. I thought that was a weak crowd. Penn State was more vocal. I was really impressed with the Arkansas crowd. They were they were terrific. Musselman is such a good coach. Anyhow, the Texas guards are so smooth. They really don't have any weaknesses. If they can knock down, you know, anywhere close to 30% of their threes, they're a tough out here. Mm -hmm. I mean, and of the teams that are still in a bracket with a number one left, I think Texas is probably the most dangerous. Okay. Yeah, I like them a lot. And then I'm really big on the Houston thing's weird because the injuries looked better. In the second round, you get a little bit more time off. But Miami catching seven and a half. That's like way I, too big. I make, this, I make okay. the number four and a half. My okay. own number. Well, good. That's I make my four and a half. That's my best bet of yeah. the Sweet 16. I, I, I had my biggest bet of the first round was a wrong side winner with Miami against Drake. I mean, and, and but I feel like these teams that win these games they shouldn't have. That was everybody. There's very few teams like Carolina in 09 that won every game by double digits. That rarely. There's a game. There's a scare somewhere they shouldn't have won. Yeah. Maybe Miami got over theirs. Larinaga is a hell of a coach. This is another veteran team that he put together nil and all this. Yeah. You know. And and again like. I just feel like those teams, they, it just takes them a while to turn on, so then they're underseeded. Yeah. Because the metrics don't. The NCAA tournament committee's not sitting around going, first well, of all, they Nigel Pack didn't give a crap. And they should have been a higher seed than Duke, first of all. They're a better team than Duke. Yeah, Duke beat them. Duke beat them in the in the ACC tournament. They also beat Duke by 25 during the regular season. Yeah. You know, Duke had that great run. But Miami should, I mean, Miami should be a three or four seed. They were the best team in the ACC all year. So. I, uh, I, I, All right, we're on the same side of that. I want to play Florida Atlantic. I'm, I'm I pl on it. I've played them. I just fear if the refs let Tennessee play like they did against Duke. There, if they let you put your body on you like that, that's. A, but how about this conference USA? North Texas makes the Final Four, and the NC, in the NIT. Um, UAB makes the Final Four in the NIT. Charlotte wins the CBI, and now I mean this was a good conference that nobody talked about. Those top three, four teams. Our guy Chris Hassel called. I mean he lives like 10 minutes from FAU. So he's called like 10 games there this year. Yeah. And he's been telling us since December, this team is legit. And they got a, he thought they had a bad draw. He didn't like the Memphis thing in the 8-9, yeah. but, but look at him now. The, the, the one question I have there is just this trend of defense. Tennessee is an elite defensive perimeter team. I think they, they have the best rating as far as Kim Palm for defensive three-point percentage. With a mid-major like FAU that doesn't have as much length, I'm concerned about that aspect of the matchup. But I, I got it at five and a half this morning. It looks like people are jumping on the dogs the later we get into the day. So the two big plays so far has been this game under, Tennessee FAU under, and then they're betting UConn off the board against Arkansas. Interesting. Where are you at on that one? I love Musselman. I know I know a friend of his, and I asked him if they talked about the matchup. He's really concerned with UConn's length. Um, okay. He wins you, games in the tournament, where Rick Barnes usually doesn't. So can Rick Barnes put together two big games here? I mean, is this Rick Barnes' year to finally make a Final Four run? He's, a, he's an elite coach. Um, I remember Rick Barnes from his days at Clemson when he took talent that was much less than the rest of the league and played with those guys when Duke and Carolina were at the height of their powers, you know? Yeah. I think it's tough to do anything in Texas because they're so delusional in football and, and basketball. Now they're going to go to the SEC and get whacked. Um, but uh, I think he's in a good spot. Will he make a run? I just think FAU, they get the best bench scoring in the country. I mean, this is not some mid-major story. I think this team could have competed could have competed in the Big Ten, could have competed uh, in the SEC. Well, like Hassel's been telling us that since December, yeah. and he, he sees them up close and personal all year round. Well, Mike, we appreciate you having us out. We're, we're going to do the same thing tomorrow, and we got the Iowa women tomorrow. we got a couple of reporters from Seattle. They're going to join us here remotely, and we have a huge crew from Ankeny, Iowa that's coming down and staying here. And one of them requested to meet you, so I might have to 
He's a big fan. This weekend? Yeah. You going to be around? I'll be around. I'm going to try to be Shakes at Bar Canada. Be at Bar Canada. Well, I think we're going to come see you on Saturday. Saturday. I'm going right, to yeah. I'm gonna be with Kenny because Kenny will be out here with us tomorrow. Kenny, Kenny gets here at like 4.30 today. Yeah. And they got him in some presidential suite. Or something. <laughs> I, I heard about it. I don't know what he, his, how he finagled this deal. His uh, Founder golden, suite, they call it. The Golden Gate didn't work. Like there was like some sort of like plumbing problem or something, and he gets moved to the big dog. I got Kenny tickets to come for the suite with Wild Rose on Saturday. To come. Eh, you know, he doesn't like to leave Ankin. <laughs> What the fuck? Kenny. I said, Kenny, come on. I got it. But, but he's made his way to Las Vegas, so that's good. He's yeah, going to he, hang out with me because I promised him his Winnipeg Jets game will be on at Bar Canada uh, tonight at 730. Oh, nice. Okay. I'll, I'll be there. I don't know if I'll be there tonight, but I'll definitely. I was planning on Saturday. When do the guys from Ankeny get here? They're getting in later today. Just bring them to Bar Canada. Is that what you want? Yeah, I'll be for, at Bar right. Canada like from 3.30 on when the games start uh, today and tomorrow. Well, they wanted to shake your hand. I said I think I could maybe get that. How old are they? Probably your age. Oh, they're older people. I used to umpire in Ankeny for Dick Rasmussen, do the girls' softball games there. I think Jenny, Jenny Voss was her name. She went on and was an All-American at Nebraska. She was probably the best I high school. I feel like I've heard that name. She was probably the best high school pitcher I ever umpired. Yeah. Games for and That's I fired out, you know, in this state tournament and everything. She was dominant. Softball's reared. I, I did a umpiring back in the day when I was in college. You really got to get used to, and once you get used to it, it's fine. When you're when you're a male and you're used to that ball coming overhand, yeah. Boy, it takes a while uh, to. I think it's easier to call though, the under because the ball goes up, it goes down, it goes yes. in, it goes out. The break on the, the the male pitchers is harder to call. Yeah. You know because the women it just there's more subtle movement. Yeah, and it's just you're so much closer too. And everything's a bang. I like it because everything's a bang bang play right. on the bases, right? Even just a one hopper is going to be a close play. When I was doing play by play for preps, I would fight for the softball games over the prep baseball games. Half yeah. the amount of time. Oh, twice you as can much get it done in an hour. Oh, Two yeah. to one. This yeah. and that. One and zero. <laughs> Man, those were the those were the light. You got paid the exact same amount. And the boys' games could go four hours. You know. Yeah. Well, and the pitching's just a total. Because yeah. in the in the softball, you usually have one, maybe two pitchers, mm-hmm. and they're all pretty good. Yep. It's hard to find that many arms in in one A prep baseball. I called a girls' game at senior in Dubuque against. Cedar Rapids Prairie. One hit in the game. The other girl threw a perfect game, 41 minutes. It was just... <laughs> I love it. I felt guilty taking the check. Softball's the best. Thank you, sir. I, thanks, I, I will bump into you again this weekend. Yes, sir. I, I, thanks for having us out. We you guys it. have uh, like that happy hour for all the media. Yes, the, that is tomorrow. Uh, underhang or overhang bar uh, tomorrow at 4. Yeah, yep, that's tomorrow. We'll all be right. there. Thank we really you. appreciate it. Thank this you. is a blast. He is Mike Palm. Appreciate him stopping by here. I'm going to flip it back around so you guys can get a view of where we are at. If you're one of the scragglers joining us, we're at Stadium Swim. Just a beautiful facility out here at Circa. I'll bring John Miller back and we'll get today's show kind of wrapped up. Miller and I got to get our bets placed for this competition that we're having. You know, I want to thank our friends at Channel Seed and the Channel Seed Studios here on Iowa Everywhere. There are certain companies that I just kind of fall in love with. Channel Seed is one of them for me. They are what I would say is a more progressive type of seed company. They're one of the fastest growing seed companies in the entire Bayer lineup. They are actually fastest growing seed company in the great state of Iowa. We appreciate our friends at Channel Seed and the Channel Seed Studios here. The Channel Seed Studios is mobile. As you can see, we are in Las Vegas. What did Jim Brinson used to call it? Lost wages. <laughs> Do you remember old Jimmy B? I remember old Jimmy B, yeah. Excitable boy. You know what? The man uh, had a career like Forrest Gump. I mean, he was everywhere. He did a lot of things. It's, it's, uh, it's Jimmy B and the boys here at Lost Wages. Yeah, riding that one right into the ground. Did you ever work with him? Never worked with Jim. I was on, I was a guest on the show from time to time, but I never ever worked with him. I'm sure, you probably did a couple stints. Yeah, I've hosted shows with him. Yeah, yeah. Is he is he as mercurial in person as he seems on the radio? Is he what mercurial? I don't know what that means. Just you know what? Let's. I don't want to disparage Jimmy B. He didn't do anything today. Now he's catching strays from you and me <laughs> when we're sitting by the pool of Circus Stadium Swim. 
But you know what? So there'd be people that think I was mercurial. If you were watching, if you were listening on the podcast later on, yeah. we would encourage you to download the Circa Sports Iowa app. As John, is, as you've learned in the independent nature of things, the only way we are around to do cool yeah. content is our sponsors. And if you like what we're doing, supporting our sponsors is a really big deal. And they can track that. The Absolutely. Folks at Circa. And the last time we were out here, they had record days as far as app signups go when we were at Circa. But I think, you know, I think that's just the thing about Iowa. Like, you've, and I've said this to you before, I've said it on the radio, so this is nothing new, but it will probably still embarrass you. Everybody likes Chris Williams. Well. In Iowa, like, you and Ross, the show you guys did, I mean, it was a really, you know, it was a good show. You'd take, you'd have some opinions. I'm not saying it's like milk toast but like you guys were respectful where i was kind of a dickhead uh to people at times and and, pl- and thought i th- thought that role i was playing was the smart role i don't know if it was, was or not but at any rate everybody loves chris williams and i think people in iowa we we grow up with a chip on our shoulder because we're from iowa we're flyover country so we already have that and we like to see when one of our own does well and we like to support those efforts. So if you're listening to this, and if you're somebody that likes to wager on sporting events and you live in the state of Iowa or in states where Circa is available, go download the Circa Sports wagering app and get your uh, get your wagers on that way. I mean, everybody's, oh, we got the best lines. Come on now. Just go to Circa, download the app, and know and feel good about what you've just done because you've helped support local media. You helped support Iowa people. And that's what it's about. Locally owned, baby. I um, The one thing I like about this company, Circa, is the fact that they, too, like, they've got, like, a rebellious side to them. Right? I like that. Like, where you've got all the huge brands that are over on the strip, and they... But I literally just bumped into Derek Stevens, who owns all of this, on my way here. He was just hanging out. I just bumped into him. And to the guy that owns Circa? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's my point. It's one guy. You know, it's a family-owned thing. It's a really... And he said, hey, Chris, good to see you. I mean, literally, Mike Palms is right-hand man making right. all the decisions. He's just hanging out here with us at It's at pretty. Stadium it's Sport. pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. I, I love what you're building. Um, I, I've, I'm honored to be a small part of it, and that's the reason why I'm doing it. I don't uh, need more things to do. It's for Chris Williams because everybody loves Chris. Matt wants you to put that on a T-shirt. What's that? He says everybody, everybody loves, loves Chris Williams. I mean, you, John Miller. I mean, Ray Guns right there. Make it happen. They're our partner. They're doing all of our merch. Right. Everybody loves Chris Williams. <laughs> Can I buy the first one? It may be the only one, but. We need to go get our bets in, my friend, for our little uh, well, social media I was, competition. I was just looking up there. You got your last thoughts? 3.30 p.m. local time for us. So that's in uh, about an hour and a half before we can get in on that Michigan State game. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I'm feeling even better. I saw, you know, our friend uh, Todd Brommelkamp. He's getting down on uh, the other side. I'm like, dude, you're, you're the wrong team. He's on Michigan State. He's on Michigan State. Okay. Palm liked. Um, he was oh, interested. Yeah, yeah. He was interested in Florida Atlantic, like me. Okay. I'm on that side. He didn't really have. He a liked side. Florida Atlantic plus five. Yes. I don't like it at all. He didn't really have a. He's on UCLA. Okay. He didn't really have an opinion on Arkansas UConn. He's big time with me on Miami. And he really likes Texas. So. Okay. A lot. We're we're kind of. Of the sharp mind here. What did he? Th- what did he? I, I feel pretty good about that. What did he think about Brayton Princeton? Didn't have much of a take on that, but he did like San, San Diego State in the points. I've got San Diego State in the yeah. final four, by the way. For real? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was. I, I'm going to win or lose my entire bracket this weekend. I was going to bet them for sure on um, that seven and a half line. Yeah. But I don't think I would put them in the final. I, you, I, I don't know. What do you think of that 149, 149 total on Xavier, Texas? I think Zay, I think that game is going to be something like 80 to 60. I don't know. I haven't thought about the total that much. I just know I like Texas. Yeah, I like Texas for sure. You know what? I watch Xavier that's in person. Smart, that's the smarter play. Don't mess around with the total. Take the, If you really like a team, go with the spread. I am on the over for Kansas State, Michigan State. Though. You know how many parlays I'm going to go get down on when we're done here? Minimum four. Okay? They're sucker Minimum. plays, John. Sucker do you think, bets. Do you think you're looking at a sucker? <laughs> well... 
You know, I, I send you my yeah, I send you my parlay. Does the shoe fit, sucker? I don't. I'm not gonna call you a sucker. I think you bet like a sucker. I'll put it that way. Okay, but, but again, you know the money that I'm betting with out here is all from my winnings. Up two thousand dollars, January, February, profited, profit. Okay, and back in the fall, in September and October. I won $3,000, all on parlays. Now, what I'm saying is not advocating for you out there to do parlays. You're not royalty. You're not the prince of the parlays. As you dubbed I'm, me. No, I'm not, yeah. You dubbed me the prince of the parlays. I'm like the janitorial yeah. closet guy of the parlays. Yeah, you're the jester. You're the jester of the parlays. They are addicting. When you hit one, it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what was that thing last night that we were really laughing hard about at the table that I told you I'd forget? And when I forgot I like it? that. Yeah, yes. So we're here. With <laughs> Hassel knows all about that. I, so, that's, my, that's my move. So we're, those of you watching this, and anybody that's listening to this after the fact, you can come back and go to about uh, 56 minutes into the video that you can see on YouTube, right? You upload to YouTube. So, so you want to see this. So Chris is playing third base at our blackjack table last night. Those of you that don't know, third base is the last person to go before the dealer makes its decisions. And you got a lot. I'm the cleanup hitter. You got a lot of responsibility. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. All right. And all these people are just staring at you. They are. And that one dude at the, the guy who's like first base, if you will, the first guy to act, he's over there waving at you like, you know, not don't do some of these things that you're doing. I'm like, Chris, you know, we don't want to get, we don't want to get in trouble here. That fella could have taken us all out with one swing. And the, our friends at Circa won't care. We were at Binion's. Okay. I wasn't going to do that. Shittiest casino in Vegas. That's kind of where I go to play my blackjack because the limits are so low. Right, right. We limits low, but we were betting tens minimum the whole time, right? And oh, we yeah. had that that silly little we, dollar we, contest. We, we, were, we were stacking chips. We were. So anyway, so Chris, it gets to Chris. The reason I say that is Binion's is no threat to Circa. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they are not. <laughs> no, there's nothing down here that I think is. Anyway, so when Chris, you know, if you're at a blackjack table, there's certain hand signals that you use to either you stay, you're good, or you want a card you know you want a card you kind of just do a little motion with your hands like bring it to me if you stay you just kind of go like i'm good well chris when he stays he was putting his hand up like this and going like going like stop signs slow and all like evil and menacing and leaning into it and it reminded me of kylo ren i'm like you're using you're a sith lord you're using the dog I I like this yeah yeah you're like, i was releasing it like, yeah. Ken, like Ken Young in the in the uh, the Hangover when he was releasing the you know what that's exactly what you're doing. Can I? And I'm saying you're you're putting bad mojo on it. You won't, you lost six in a row. Not bad mojo. Admit it. Not bad mojo. The uh, here's the thing I'd like to I got, I got a couple of scores to settle here. Oh. With the blackjack community, I get it. Y'all are like third base card card counter. We're not all as intelligent as John Miller over here. I'm I'm the idiot who like, oh, you took my card. You don't have a fucking clue what your that card is, people. You're all playing percentages. You don't know. There are no guarantees True. when it comes to the black. Not a six-card deck like we're a six-deck no. rap we were playing. We're at Binion's with Zoomye, okay? Zoomye. Zoomye put us on a heater again. Oh, yeah. And I heard she put you and Hassel on a heater. She's my favorite. If you go to Binion's, look up Zoomye. Tell her that Iowa Everywhere sent you. Well, Speaking of that, Hassel's watching. Hassel's on Florida Atlantic, five and a half. Ah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Simon wants to know, hey, John, what are your parlays tonight? What are you going to do? So I'm going to I'm gonna really lean at minimum of three-teamer. So I've got one three-teamer in right now that I placed last night, and that was Tennessee minus five and a half. That line's down now to five. Kansas State plus one and a half. That line is now down to uh, plus one. And then my third team that I had uh, on the parlay was UConn minus four. Right, so that was my three-teamer that I bet last night. It was a plus minus plus five ninety-five. But I'm gonna go and I'm gonna parlay this. I'm probably gonna do a five-legger. Right? I'm gonna go Tennessee. I don't care about your FAU. I'm going defense over offense here. I'm going Tennessee minus five, and then I'm going Kansas State uh, on the money line, and then I'm um, going Miami. You're it's such a sucker. You have uh, it, th- just bet them straight. And, and win more than you lose. Boring. <laughs> I don't bet to win money. I bet to, like, 
relax. Win. Got to let it ride. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I'm going to get on Miami uh, plus seven and a half and probably also add in Texas plus four and a half. All right. My challenge for tomorrow okay. presenting to myself is to bring it with some women's betting. Yes. Yeah, let's. We'll, we'll, tomorrow we'll talk about the, the Iowa women. This will be. It's been Ken long, Miller will be here. Yeah. Oh, and he loves talking I, Iowa women's basketball. I want to pick your guys' brain on the Terrell f bombs. You guys were both there. We need to bring this up. The, la- the, the last time that I've done a an official broadcast with Ken Miller in person was that fateful day when Marty Terrell walked into the uh, KXNO studios. Sat his big old bag of books and newspapers down. Accidentally turned on the microphone button, and he accosted Cotler. And and, and then just f-bombed one of the kindest people I've ever met. And that was that was a day in American radio history. It was the most f-bombs ever to go out over the microphone, (laughs) and I was a part of it. I'm going to say there's a lot more to tell about it because the the stuff that happened. You and Miller live in the flesh. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to go sit in the cabana and and drink. Kenny and I will regale you to use the Terrellism. I'll take the day off tomorrow. We'll just get the mic set up. You know, I got it. You're my John Sellers. I am your John. The best best in the business. The iconic John Sellers. Absolutely. We've got Hassel texting the quotes of Marty that day in the studios to us. You went to Bud Lake, you goddamn <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tomorrow we bring it all out in yep. the open. As much as Kenny wants to go. I don't think Ken really cares. I think Ken's just down. Down, what do you mean? I think he'll talk about anything. Well, yeah. He's it, at the point in his career. It's yeah. Because like, I, I think... I, what the hell? We're out here. We got beers. We're, I mean... What do we got to hide? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say this. I, th- I hope that Ken knows that people in Iowa don't, don't hold him in, in low regard for associations. I mean, if we all were held up to the standards of some people that once upon a time we associated with, that'd be a rough go. Kenny's, Kenny's one of my favorite people that I've ever met, and I'm going to give him a big old hug tomorrow when I see him. Yeah, well, it'll be fun to get everybody together. I was just talking to Mike Palm. We're going go to go to the D which is his favorite of the Circa um, restaurants. He's got Bar Canada up there that, yeah, we're going to watch the games with him on Saturday. So this will be fun. We're at Little Reunion. I, dude, Mil- Miller on Miller Reunion. It's going to be great. I am, like, I am in Maddie heaven. Matty Van Winkle's on the way. I'm in heaven here. I am absolutely in heaven. Matty Van Winkle, by the way, I'm just warning you as we close things up. Got some beef with you. I'm just telling you right now. Okay. Should we save it for when Matt's here? Let's yeah, yeah. Him. I'll yeah. let him explain why right. he's got beef with okay, you. Okay, He doesn't. Great. Uh, I was like, oh, John Miller's coming. He's like, oh, I'm not impressed. Speaking of beef, we we put down a lot of meat last night. Oh, man. Barry's Steakhouse here. Holy shnikes. <sighs> My God. Daddy likes it a lot. You sound like you were toking something. Thank you to our friends at Circa. Thank you to our friends in the Channel Seed Studios for having us out here. And we will be back tomorrow right around 2 o'clock this time. Again, Chad Leistico is going to join us. We'll do a heavy on the Iowa women tomorrow because they got a sweet 16 bout with Colorado, their only team left in the state of Iowa, which sucks, but I won't lie. Being out here, it's a lot less pressure. I meant to text you that last week, like a condolence to you on the Iowa State loss. Like, Just think about it this way. You don't have to go chase down Iowa State in the Sweet 16. Uh, you know, and I had, I was funny, I was talking to um, Aaron from Circa about this, what I would have done, and I was going to be flying all over the place. Oh, but man. I was going to stay here. If they had gotten to the Elite Eight, I was going to make a trip back yeah, to Kansas City. Sure. But clearly, when you score 41 points, it doesn't allow you to get to the Elite Eight. You Todd Licklider once won a game at Iowa scoring 41. <laughs> Not in the NCAA tournament. No, not, in, not the in the NCAA tournament. Just that, tournament. that magical Tom Izzo is who it was over. Talk about teams that Did don't it, Yeah, 41-37, Tom Izzo lost to Todd Licklider. When Todd Licklider was let go, they, somebody asked Tom Izzo for a quote. He was incredulous. He was so pissed off. I'm like, F you. Just shut up. These these older coaches and their egos, get, I've had about enough of it. 
I'm glad Beheim's out the game. I don't. I don't need to hang I out. I was. With I started to make two tweets that day that he resigned. Good for him. Get the hell out and of. And I was sport. like, good riddance. Yeah, I don't want to hang out with you anymore, Jim Beheim. He's a crotchety dickhead. Being disrespectful to like reporters and that. That and like, I just think that the days of. I just don't think, John, that you can be verbally abusive to players as much as you could ten years ago. The yeah, world's changing. And, and nor should you have ten yeah. years ago. But like but it was accepted then. Right. Like it well, was like, oh he's, everybody's soft now. He's no. coaching him hard. Yeah. No, well now like players expect to be treated with more respect. Yeah. Raising your voice is different than being verbally abusive. Just F bombing somebody from one end to the other, telling them they're worthless and all it, it's just dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. We got golf, we got soccer, we got tennis, we'll have basketball. A little hockey. We got college hockey. I gotta get my bets in. All, All right. right, thanks for watching, everybody. This will be up on the podcast network. That's the first thing I'm gonna do when we log off. So you can go back and get our picks. All that good stuff. And we will be keep following us on social media at Iowa Everywhere on Twitter. Iowa Everywhere, Instagram is the bomb. Crystal does an amazing job, and then our guy Chase on TikTok. We're going to have just videos of John in his bra dancing on TikTok later. In his bro. His man's ear. You want, do you want to do a shirtless uh, You want to do a shirtless challenge as to who's got the bigger bro? Uh-huh. Get out of here. We'll sign off. We're going to give you guys one more look at the sunshine. I hope that it's sunny wherever you're at. It's probably not as beautiful as this. He's John Miller. My name's Chris Williams. We'll be back tomorrow at noon Pacific. That is 12 Central. Kenny Miller will be here. Maddie Van Winkle will be here. And we'll be checking in with some IRA reporters from Seattle covering the Sweet 16. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Signing off from Stadium Swim. Iowa everywhere.